Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 252. We're recording this live very early. Well, early enough, I would say. Uh, after our, our very long baseball talk, we've been on the phone right now for about an hour already just talking about baseball. So we've gotten all that over with, but it is early in the morning on Sunday, September 27th, 2015. My name is Rob Woodbridge from foco.co. Ha ha ha, a little teaser. Maybe stick around for the midsection here and we'll talk about what FOCO is. And I'm in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada with me as usual. As it always. Asif Khan, still of the Location-Based Marketing <laughs> Association. <laughs> Um, yes, I'm in Toronto, but uh, actually hopping on a plane uh, later today uh, over to Washington, D.C., and uh, going to be uh, hanging out with the restaurant world uh, for FS Tech. Uh, going to be fun doing a cool panel tomorrow with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, Focus Brands. That's the guys who own Moe's Southwest and Cinnabon and a whole bunch of other great brands. So looking forward to that and all the uh, stuff that will go on down there. Uh, I thought you would be wearing your blue and white, man, just like fully garbed out, no, you the know, jersey, the ball rub, cap. Rub, I, like, a little respect here. You know, I'm not going to rub it in that much. I'll talk <laughs> about it, you know, but uh, maybe next week. I, I was, I'm waiting for us to clinch the East. Oh. Then I will be in full garb all the time. Well, I said last week that uh, I believed that the uh, New York Yankees would uh, overcome the deficit that they were at, which was only two and a half games going into a three-game series with, with the said Toronto Blue Jays. I wake up this morning, Sunday morning, they are four games out. Not uh, The uh, magic number for the Jays to clinch the Eastern Division is five. Nine games left in the season. I am almost ready to secede. I am almost ready to give the Jays the pennant um, as they battle for the Kansas City Royals for the top uh, record in the American League. In the American League. And uh, I'm almost ready, Asif. Maybe by next weekend, I will have given. I will by succeed. next weekend, it'll be over. So, um, yeah, for sure. I'm. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting to be in this city right now. I have to say, and I was at that game Wednesday night for nothing. The final game of the Yankees Toronto series, and I've never been. You know, and I I went to some games in '92 and '93. Um, now I was half my age at that time, but uh, I've never been in a louder, more rambunctious, exciting. A stadium than I was on Wednesday night uh, watching that game, and uh, it, it was unbelievable. Like you know how like you know when when somebody's on a run, you know, and you you get to that ninth inning and the closer comes in and he's got two strikes uh, on the guy. There's two outs and then everybody stands up for that final out. Yeah, that happened from the first inning on. Every time we had two strikes on somebody. Yeah, like every time, it was crazy. And then you know, and then Martin hits that uh, that three run shot, and uh, and that was it. And like, the place would not like nobody sat down for the rest of the game. Like it was it was crazy. Well, having having Martin on the team is a saving grace. I love him simply because he's Canadian. He's excelled exactly. in the majors, and he's a humble guy. Like remember the beginning of the season when he was in Montreal playing that uh, series in Montreal, and, and he was a guy that was just like. He, he was embraced by that town, and he was embraced by Toronto. So having having him hit a three-run home run against the Yankees, it's the only thing. If it was like Encarnacion or Donaldson or even uh, the guy that I loathe the most, which is Bautista, if it was him, I would have puked, um, which is basically what the what the Yankees did during that season. They just barfed the whole time, right? I don't know what was going on with those guys. but uh, you know. I can, 
I will not concede until the concession has Next been handed. Next weekend, you can officially concede. Okay, that's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I was in Toronto a couple of years ago, I bought my kids because I thought, you know what, they should they should have this appreciation for the for the Blue Jays, and I bought them like a Delgado shirt, right? Because that's the only time that I can I can you know I, I brought them uh, a Bautista shirt and and a uh, but I, I, all the guys that I bought except for the for the uh, Bautista are gone, right? So what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I think there was like a Troy Gloss shirt that I got though. <laughs> it's like this is how much i love you can wear this shirt it's a troy gloss shirt go ahead i you know i feel bad for all those people who spent money on ricky romero shirts ricky so. romero shirts like, guys like, like he's gone from the ace of the staff to like barely in the uh in major league baseball now yep. Yep. remember those days well it's good for them i'm not ready to secede but we'll have this conversation i'm sure next week where you'll okay. be fully right. garbed out Enough baseball. Yes, enough baseball. This is this week in location-based marketing, not this week in Toronto Maple Leaf or Toronto Bay, Toronto uh, Blue Jays baseball. Um, now, I can you imagine the Leafs winning this season too? Oh my God, that would be just too much for the world. I think that the ego of Toronto would explode and splatter across the world. And yeah, it's that big. <laughs> All of a sudden, we start start talking like we're from Boston, exactly, or New York. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm. All right. Well, this is uh, we got uh, ten great stories. Really, we got five uh, industry uh, highlights that are some uh, pretty very actually very unique stories, and uh, and then we've got five uh, member news. And I'm going to talk about this company that I've just joined uh, called Foco.co. And in in, as our guest, I would I would assume uh, we're just I'm just going to fill a little bit of space in between just talking about this great little company that I've joined here. It's a uh, it's an Ottawa-based startup that I'm very excited about. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Is there anything else? You've got uh, some announcements well, yeah. about in, things that are going on? Just uh, under a month now is Retail Loco. So we gotta, uh, we got to get uh, excited about that. Uh, we'll be in Chicago. Uh, fantastic agenda coming together. We just confirmed uh, a, another case study presentation uh, that uh, Moon Media is going to talk about uh, what they're doing with uh, Verizon stores um, in Chicago. So that's pretty interesting. And, and so the, the Verizon folks are actually going to get on stage and... and, and and share that so that'll be kind of fun that's cool yeah so that's uh, october 22nd 23rd yeah uh, in uh, chicago hey did you uh happen to participate in uh, the frenzy that was the iphone 6s release no look at that i always skip the uh those in, in uh, middle ones I, I go for the seven so. you know i i don't know i um i typically do as well um but that's a total lie but I, I I will say that I do, but this is a a drastic departure for it. Like the, the thing is faster, the processor is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the camera is incredible. Like the the camera just blows me away. But it's the 3D touch or what was force touch on the watch. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. So these are the kind of things that you can do. I'm just going to show you here on Twitter. And if you're not watching this, it's not riveting at all. But when you when you when you push and hold the Twitter icon, it basically pops up with that contextual menu, so you can set yeah. it right. Like, this stuff, if you're not thinking about how you can leverage this, go and think about how you can leverage this. Because when the 7 does come out and this becomes rolled out, like they're talking about, you know, 10 or 12 million devices rolled out on the on the first weekend on pre-orders. So we're talking a significant amount of people that will be using this. Anyways, I, huge kudos to this device. I am, I, I love it. This is a two-year device for me, which I've not said in a long time. A two-year device, not a year device. All right. And for the cost of it, it's got to be like a 10-year device. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're ready to go. Uh, why don't I just jump right into the uh, first story, Steve, if you're ready? Yeah, let's do right. it. Let's get into some news news. All right. Well, uh, I have this feeling that... Uh, you, before we start, Steve, let me ask you. When we talk about retail and the challenges that retailers have, there's a lot of challenges that restaurants have as well. 
And I think that, that everybody kind of points towards having top-notch service inside of your place of business, right? So the differentiator we've always said, a lot of people have said, we concur, is that when you walk into a location, when you walk into a restaurant, when you walk into a retail store, it has to be, it's the experience now that you've got to focus on, right? Because every, the, the price is no longer an option because you can mm -hmm. get it cheaper from Amazon and anywhere else online. So here's here's a uh, restaurant that is trying to basically take humans out of the equation. So I, I, I want to get your opinion about this when, when I'm done explaining what it is. This is a place called Itza. It's in San Francisco, of course. There's only one location right now, and it's in San Francisco. It is actually on uh, Spear Street in San Francisco. And this is a, a humanless, except for in the kitchen, a humanless restaurant. So picture it, you walk into this place and it is uh, just a panel or a, a number of iPads where you order and what you're ordering is is quinoa based. So they're, they're salads and that's all I can say is they're salads and they're quinoa. They're, they're specifically formulated for this restaurant. They've spent two years researching the, the flavoring and how to infuse it with flavor so that it's not just the crappy stuff you taste right now or that you sprinkle on top. It is actually the centerpiece for all these salads. And the salads look, look pretty amazing. You, you know, uh, I'll pull up the menu here because what they've got are things like the burrito bowl. And anything where you put a burrito in a bowl next to it, I'm sold on it. <laughs> Smokehouse salad, bento bowl, balsamic beet, the Mediterranean stuffing bowl. So they've got all these things. They've got very few sides, just a couple of chips, maybe some uh, some uh, fruit salad and uh, some beverages as well. And you go up, you swipe your credit card, you order your food, and then in a very futuristic environment, there's little cubbies that the food appears in. And it doesn't appear like Star Trek appear, right? Um, so... There is there. It's clear glass, but it, it there uh, displays. So your name appears on it. It goes black. Somebody opens the back door, puts the food in there, and then it appears. And then you type in a code that you've been given, and the door opens, and you take your food to go. And this is humanless. So you're ordering it without talking to a human. You are actually collecting your food without talking to a human. And hopefully, if you're lucky, you eat without talking to a human, because I think that's where we're going. So this is uh, a pretty amazing. The the key thing about location for this is that. After they launch, soon after they launch, and they just launched at the end of August, so you can go down there right now, and they're doing a couple of other smaller stores, and then they're moving into a mall in LA eventually as well, but they're going to actually allow users, uh, customers, to order from their smartphones and have it ready when they arrive. So based on proximity, when you get close mm -hmm. to the actual place, it will start preparing it, and then when you walk in, it'll be ready, it'll be ding! You'll, you'll have your little cubby with your food there. Um, and then that is, that's pretty cool. Based on mobile uh, location uh, technology and tracking, we've said that this is a pretty um, simple use case for it. And, um, you know, the premise behind this is that when you stand in line at a restaurant like Chipotle, which I do, which I love, um, you know, it only takes about 25 seconds. And this is great context for me. And I read this maybe in the uh, Fast Company article that this says, you know, it takes 25 seconds for them to make your burrito but if you've ever st stood in line in San Francisco at a Chipotle, you know, the 20 minutes you wait in line is the frustrating mm -hmm. point. So uh, location and technology and the lack of humans will eradicate this. I think we are going to be rare at some point. We're going to be, we're gonna like be the minority. So and you, not only do I like it, I like the price point. Yeah, I mean, six bucks, seven bucks. humans out of it, six ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, a quinoa salad. Well, I don't know if I pay that much for a quinoa. No, but I mean, like you go, you go anywhere else around here, and like, and you try to order something like that, you're gonna pay more than six ninety five. Absolutely, and 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 it's healthy, right? So quinoa is yeah. a natural; it's a natural source protein. It's it's actually very clean, um, and it's 
but that's right, six ninety five for for you. That, that makes it like thirty seven dollars Canadian for those of you who are traveling there. <laughs> but so uh, so back to the whole idea here. See, what what do you think about this concept of removing humans? From the experience now, it, because this is a technology savvy market in San Francisco, that is the experience I, I think they're going after. But do you think that this can flourish across the country if it's just basically white walls and and cubbies? I think so because uh, I mean, number one, I think you know it's a combination of the price point and and the food quality that will drive this, right? Um, you know, I, th I think the experience is that it's it's about the uh, the technology, right, and and that uniqueness of, of it, right. It's, uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, in, in normal restaurant world or retail world, it's all about you know high touch people uh, experience, getting the service level that you want. And in this case, I think it's about convenience and speed and you know all these other things right uh, the experience is that right? Um, right so so i think it i think it'll work i think it'll make uh, it'll make sense especially out in tech savvy san francisco um, you know and you know you just th think about it right you pull up in your uh, your driverless google car or apple <laughs> car and then uh, you know you uh, you walk into the uh, restaurant with no people and uh, <laughs> it makes sense to me totally does you swipe your credit card you don't have to look yeah. at anybody you wear you wear your basically your VR uh, goggles and uh, and you don't have to even participate in this world anymore except for to stuff your face. There you go. When does that get delivery? Um, I, I come from a very high touch um, restaurant background, right? I used to work at uh, there's a franchise up here in Canada called the Keg, and part of the Keg was to personally connect basically with every one of your your guests every night. And you're graded on whether or not you give your name. You know, you're supposed to. There's a technique. You bend down on one knee when you're talking to them. You're looking them straight in the eye, and it's very good for parenting advice as well. Um, but this is just the exact opposite. White, sterile, kind of doctor-like feel, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, so if you're interested in this, and I am, if, if you're in San Francisco, I'd love to hear if you've if you've gone to this. It's called Itza. Go to itza.com. E a t s a dot com. You'll see all the information that you need from there. It's a good good story. It, uh, this whole world where we're moving into without humans is very interesting. <laughs> I think, it, you know, I wonder who's going to do this podcast eventually. Yeah. No humans. It'll be just a blank screen. Just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Maybe Jose Batista will do that. What is that? <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of him. I go into like uh, Booster Juice here in Canada. It's like the Jamba Juice of Canada. And I see all like the, uh, the Bautista Blaster. I'm like... He's following yeah. me everywhere. Big cutouts of the guy. He can't get away. Oh, Anyways, all right. Our second story. Please. Over to uh, Australia and New Zealand where uh, long-stay technology powerhouse Fujitsu uh, has teamed up with a company called iProximity. Uh, so Fujitsu has a platform called the Talentis uh, Digital Media Solution. And uh, they've um, uh, signed a deal with iProximity's uh, IP X uh, proximity management campaign management platform. So this is all about uh, personalized content deals uh, using near field uh, to shoppers in particular retailers. Um, and uh, so nothing you know mind boggling or really you know uh, you know game changing here. But uh, I think what's important about this deal is is that you know we're talking about a major player uh, in the technology world in Fujitsu. Uh, this platform also not only is it are they integrating with iProximity, but they have uh, as part of this um, all the links and APIs and everything to tie into your existing CRM and ERP systems. 
um, to, you know, to kind of bring the, the data sets all together. And that's really important and something that Rob and I have talked about a lot is, you know, I think one of the failures in, in some of the rapid uh, development uh, of solutions around location um, over the last couple of years has been, you know, this, this idea of, hey, you know, we'll throw a beacon in here and we'll, you know, uh, uh, we'll hook up this app and we'll push an offer to it, but the lack of integration with many of the platforms on the market today to the point of sale and the loyalty and the CRM and all the other things that you know are needed in order to scale something across an entire retail enterprise uh, have not been there. So I think it takes a lot of these big guys like Fujitsu's and the SAP's and others uh, out there to kind of come in and, and make this, those kinds of things happen. So. Good, good to see this move. Uh, so Fujitsu, iProximity, again, have teamed up uh, specifically in Australia and New Zealand. So our third story involves video and not only this about video sharing. And I know if you're thinking about this, like, oh, God, not another video sharing service. And I said the same thing, right? There's so many floating around. Well, it's live streaming or it's sharing video uh, and 15-second video. It's six-second video, whatever you want to do. Now here's 30-second video, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. The difference here is, is that it's anonymous video and it's all location-based video. So uh, it's a company called Panama. And you can go to uh, pandownload.com, pan, P-A-N, download.com. This is an iOS and Android app. And all it is is it allows you to take video anonymously and post it anonymously. So you take a video of wherever you are and you post it anonymously. And those that are around you in proximity to you can actually watch that video without knowing who you are and you know anything about you so it's really about really 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 highly contextual highly location aware video anonymously displayed and then if for example you you want to you can actually go around and uh, search for um, other videos that are in different locations and so right now there's a big push in in New York City and a couple of the other big cities so most of the video is coming from there but um, you can you can see what's going around people because they're posting video anonymously to this service. It's, you can only see it on the app. So you have to download the app to be able to contribute and to be able to watch videos. And uh, if you don't like the soundtrack that you're listening to, just if you're listening to music, you can actually have it record the music behind the scenes as well. So it's like a, a you know, you're creating a little music video, a 30 second montage with whoever you're listening to as well. Um, so pandownload.com, a company called Panama. This is, it's, you know, I think that this, this at least, is anonymous video posting for 30 seconds of location aware stuff. So, um, you know, go and check it out. I, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. I wonder what, what we're going to see. That's it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple, right? It's good. It, um, I'm going to try it out. Well, yeah, there's, there's the typical stuff, which, you know, for the, the you can upvote uh, videos and then there's trending videos so you can see what's going on. Maybe this is a way that you can break news, highly local news, mm -hmm. like the last thing, um, you know, we're starting to see that obviously the, the uh, citizen journalist uh, emerge on all these little platforms. So maybe this is another way to do it. So keep an eye on this. Pandownload.com. Right. Panama. Cool. Well, our fourth story uh, is uh, about the world of recycling. Um, uh, here, here's a stat for you. Americans send 70 pounds of textiles, so used clothing and stuff, to landfill each year. Five percent of the total volume of waste that wow. we throw out is clothing. Wow. Isn't that scary? It's crazy. So uh, here come our friends. Remember Goodwill? Yeah. I yeah, do. Goodwill. I mean, yeah. they're still there. Goodwill's still there. And guess what? They want to push that number to zero, and they've got a new plan to do this over the next five years using something that they've come up with called the Go Bin. Uh, just Geo Bin. Uh, this is a tech enabled textile recycling bin. 
uh, that makes clothing donations easy. And so what they're doing is, is they've mapped out all these condos and apartment buildings, all these high-rise type uh, situations, uh, and they're going to put these uh, these new new uh, tech you know tech savvy bins, uh, in donation bins all over the place. But here's what's cool about them: they use all the latest technology. So they have a QR code on the side, allow users to scan and receive a receipt uh, uh, for their donation uh, as they put it in. There's a sensor inside the bin that monitors the amount of donated items and it then sends an alert to the Goodwill uh, staff to come and pick it up before it, it overflows because we've all seen those overflowing bins as well. Right? So they've got tech, they're putting a the technology in there that facilitates you to just drop it off and get a receipt. So driving more donations because you're actually getting a receipt. Two, like no overflowing bins because there's sensors built in that tell them that things getting full, come, come empty it out and, and take it away. Um, so I like this. This is really, really, uh, you know, simple uh, um, using some of the current technology on the marketplace. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I think it could work. I think I think we could see a big uptake in uh, in uh, in clothing donations. Number one, I think people will do anything they can to get a, a tax receipt these days, right? Um, you know, just w with the amount of tax that we pay, you know, anything we can do to offset it. And we all have clothing that we throw out. Um, you know, or, or try to uh, you know repurpose somewhere. So this uh, this makes sense to me. I, I'm shocked with the numbers uh, of uh, of how much of that is going to uh, to landfill right now. It's pretty it's pretty amazing that we just decide that we're going to throw out. I mean, okay, like don't recycle your underwear. Throw the yeah. underwear out. I'm just saying, like, there's logical things that you throw out. Um, but you know, I, I agree that we're we're all looking for incentives here. But tax tax returns are too long term, too too far down the road, right? So say I've just filed; yeah. it's April, um, and I'm doing my spring cleaning. Is that what about we have up here? Um, uh, Value Village, right? So Value yeah. Village is a secondhand. Um, it's a concession store, basically a secondhand store where where you get some great deals. My wife always finds some amazing treasures there. But why not? If I'm gonna, uh, you know, donate to Goodwill instead of that, why don't I get a a, a credit or something like that to go in and and go to uh, something like Value Village or a store or something like that, right? Where it's it's almost mean. I hate bribing people for good for for charity, but it gets them in the behavior. And then what about this? Is that in the new iOS, iOS nine? Uh, location services are playing a huge role in this. So when I go towards a bin or when I drop something off iOS, I mean, face it, everybody's following you everywhere. There's 19 cameras pointed on you and your mapping software is following you and all your apps are following you. But why not have it so that uh, I get reminders every once in a while, like once a quarter, just to say like it pops up on my screen and says, hey, yeah. listen, you haven't you haven't donated in a little while. I know you have donated because we follow you everywhere. And here are the 19 pictures, uh, uh, high-res pictures and video of you actually dropping it into the bin. Uh, and here's your receipt because you actually dropped it into a smart bin. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I mean, I donate regularly, right? Yeah. Like this stuff, and uh, what I found is, is there's where, where I am. There, there's a um, uh, is it Goodwill? No, it's not Goodwill. It's some other charity. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, probably the Salvation Army. No, no, no. It, it's um, I don't know, Crohn's and Colitis or some somebody. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, they uh, they come around with their trucks yes. uh, in, 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 into the neighborhood, and what they do is is once you donate one. Months, right, you're on the you're on the list. So they'll like I'll get phone calls from these people saying, "Hey, we're gonna be on your street uh, next Tuesday. Uh, if you've got stuff, you know, leave it out on the uh, on the porch, and uh, and we'll come by and pick it up." Yeah. So um, I think that's the thing, though. Like once it, it's once you make that first donation, and they know who you are a little. How do bit they capture it? Or that, or that you're 
even if they don't know who you are, but they know that you have a propensity to do this, um, you know, I think you will get those reminders, whether it's through an app or through a phone call or, or whatever the mechanism is. Yeah. By badgering. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the traditional mail campaign, but that's a good story. Goodwill's go bin. There you go. Adding technology to donations. I like that. Yeah. You're Canadian. Yeah, I am. Like your bacon? I like my bacon. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the anomaly here for Canadians because I, I order club sandwiches without bacon. I take bacon off everything. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I when I choose to have bacon, I choose to dive in wholeheartedly, like big, fat, smoked, yeah. you know. But I've never thought about actually deciding my mate by whether or not she likes bacon. This is a, a true story. Like I did research on this, and this is not a lie. Uh, I don't know anybody who's been matched here, but this is a service called Sizzle. S-I-Z-Z-L, and it's by Oscar Meyer, you know, the wiener guys. Uh, so this is a service that it's actually a dating app called Sizzle. Uh, and it'll actually, it, it allows you to find lovers or find a mate or find somebody to have a conversation with who loves bacon. That's it. That's the requirement. So instead of, you know, whether there's a physical attraction that you see through all the other services, right? So swipe left, Tinder. Um, this actually allows you to decide whether or not you want to meet somebody based on their love of bacon and the type of bacon, whether they like it smoked or fried or whatever in sandwiches, sprinkles from a package. I don't know. But this is how they feel that, uh, you know, you got to share something in, in, in similarities in order to be able to find somebody that you might be able to fall in love with. So this is that, and and what they love about it, what I love about this, Asif, it's it's that simple. I mean, I can't get, I, I can't expand <laughs> on it anymore. It's basically, it's a dating app, whether or not you love, si the, uh, whether you like like bacon, and you can go to oscarmeyer.com forward slash find hyphen bacon hyphen love, uh, and that's that's where you'll find this uh, great great video. But uh, what I love about it is the way that they've done. This is innovative marketing, and and, and the way that you actually express your interest is by by holding down your finger on the screen for long periods of time so instead of tapping hearts and like and i love you and sending notes it's basically you're the, the longer you sizzle them the more attracted you are to them so mm. you hold the you hold your thumb on the screen come sa and if you hold it for a long period of time basically you sizzle them and that's the whole concept of this is like you would you would make bacon do you like it a little bit raw like my mom used to do or do you like it burnt like i like it so uh that's that's the gist of it oscar meyer this is creative freaking marketing i like this i i like this because this is ridiculous but if they ever close one deal like one person gets married to another and they found each other on sizzle <laughs> what does that mean what does that mean i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a canadian hey and, you know the whole the whole uh dinner reception will be sponsored by oscar meyer it uh, will be <laughs> You'll have little cut Frankfurts, hot dogs and bacon, yeah, exactly. bacon wrapped hot dogs go. and hot dog yeah. wrapped bacon. So but good. why don't, why, why isn't, like, here's where you ask, it's like, we, we're Canadian, we're, we're a nation of beer drinkers, why hasn't anybody done this for beer? Right? Mm -hmm. Right? There's an idea. Go and do that. Go and do like, I don't know what you would do, fizzle? <laughs> Sizzle, fizzle, get it, beer. Bad idea. Yeah. I can tell by Steve's reaction that he's just no. not impressed with me right now. No. So that is, it's called Sizzle by Oscar Mayer. Uh, and, uh, I like it. Yeah. Well, I, there's nothing, what's not to like if you like bacon? Now, like, see, now I, gotta, I feel like I got to go have some bacon right now. Exactly. Well, it's Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning. It's early. Need bacon. Need bacon. I already have my coffee, but, you know, I could use a, a, a nice piece of crispy burnt bacon right now. It would be good. 
you know, uh, my youngest brother's a, a, a chef, right? And he said that when he was working in Vancouver, there would be like a bin, basically. You know, he'd do brunch and there'd be a bin of bacon, like a bin, like, you know, a typical restaurant, right? Uh, and he, he said he every time he would walk by, he would he would like pop two or three pieces in his mouth. I was like, how how many pieces would that be in a day? He's like, I don't know, fifteen or twenty. Like, dude, Peter. I mean, Peter's. I mean, he, he's he's stacked, right? He's a he's a he's a conditioned machine, except for smoking. But I like, do you know you know what you're consuming if you have fifteen pieces of bacon in a day? Like, don't ever try that every day. <laughs> Like your your arteries are seizing, your heart is is like screaming, your body is in shutdown. It's like basically that's your entire year's worth of saturated trans fats. It's crazy salt. Mm. Speaking of which, I read a, an, another great book. It's called uh, Salt Sugar Fat. And if you haven't read that book, go, go and do it. It'll change the way that you um, you eat everything. And bacon is not something that they recommend. All right, so those are the top five stories of our industry news this week. If uh, you have any comments on that, of course, there's always a way to reach out to us. Although you guys are a lot of lurkers out there. It's disappointing how very little email that we actually do get about these stories, controversial or not. The only real story that we got, the only real thing that we got was was basically a cease and desist letter, right? That was the biggest news for us. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. somebody's listening. Why? Because we almost got sued. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the kind of attention yeah. that we want. Uh, so if you have a story that you think would be appropriate for that or including the member news that are coming up here, please reach out rob at untether.tv or Asif at the LDMA.com. So see, before we jump into the member news, uh, big news. About three weeks ago, I uh, joined a uh, company called FOCO, F-O-K-O.co. Uh, I've known uh, Mark Gingra, who is the uh, CEO for many years. In fact, I interviewed him on untether.tv when he started a company, he was running a company called Tungle. And Tungle was a, a very smart calendaring application, a mobile app, and they were acquired by RIM, also known now as BlackBerry. And he was his team was brought into uh, to RIM, um, and they built the calendaring component of the new BBOS, and they built uh, that unified messaging inbox um, for BBOS. And out of all the things that that RIM has done, that for me was one of the big things that was right. I always wish for a unified inbox for iOS or any other device that I've had. And he was the his team was the one that built it. He, so he ran that team. And a smart guy, always thought that if, I, if there's an opportunity to work with him, I would love to work with him. And lo and behold, here's an opportunity. He moved back to Ottawa about a year and a half ago and invested in a company called Foco. And back then it was about social, uh, it, it was Instagram for, uh, private Instagram, in Instagram for businesses. And it was all around culture. So taking photos to show off your office party, you know, Bill throwing up over the balcony, those kinds mm -hmm. of things. And they got <clears throat> they got really good traction with companies like Whole Foods and and the like to, to create culture. And uh, so, but now there's a, he's, he's, they've switched their focus. And this is of great interest to me because it's focusing in the retail space uh, around uh, visual merchandising and display audits. So it might sound boring, but everybody takes photos of the stuff that they build uh, around visual display. So think about retailers, mid-tier retailers who, when you walk into a store, they, everything looks the same regardless of where you walk into it. it they, they pay attention to display. And display is such an important part of retail right now as we we're talking about that experience happening in the retail stores. So this is a, a really cool app it, 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 and, and service, I would label it. it. It does 
photo sharing, obviously, but it's all private. It does live streaming like a Periscope or a, Periscope or a Meerkat. So you can stream town halls, you can stream training. Um, and then it, it imports any kind of link that you would have from the website. So if it's a SharePoint document or a planogram or something like that, you can bring that into the application. It creates conversation around it. You can add comments and, and mark it up and all do all those things that you, you should be able to do on this app. It's in very early stage, raised about $2.5 million from some serious investors over the last year. And uh, they've been kind of quiet as they've been building the product out. And now they've uh, kind of the product is out. You can find it on iOS and Android and the web. And, and it's fascinating to watch this, to have watched this over the last number of months and then to be able to join this. I feel very honored that they, that they brought me on and uh, I, I hope to do great things with these guys. So that means that there's some changes that have happened on Untether.tv and you've probably noticed that is that this is the only thing that I'm doing right now with Untether.tv. This podcast, the Mobile Commerce Minute with Chuck, has there's you know 500 episodes that are still relevant today that'll be relevant for the next 10 years because people are so damn slow at adopting technology uh, and i've done 540 uh, interviews of entrepreneurs that will stay up there free of charge basically removing all email requirements you can just go and have at her and trying to find a way to be able to bring some good content forward that is still very relevant um so it, it will stay like that. I'm not killing it. Uh, there's never, uh, never a death to that. I, I would, I would still like to contribute to it, but my focus right now is on, is on Foco. Focus on Foco, uh, Foco.co. So I'm very excited. I, I you know, I, thanks for letting me do this on this podcast. Um, but it's kind of my, my coming out party for this. It's a job. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm excited, excited for you. I think it's. Uh, uh, it sounds, uh, you know, we've had a few chats about it. It sounds really exciting, and uh, obviously, in the retail space, um, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll be uh, hearing about it, uh, you know, in all the months uh, to come on on this show and at places like Retail Loco, and uh, yeah, and everywhere we go. So, uh, you know, we're uh, we're pumped for you at the LBMA. We want you to, uh, you know, to to be successful with it, and uh, well done. Yeah, it's my first uh, job job since I, I stepped down as CEO of Rove, which was five years ago. So getting used to the hardest thing, the, the thing that made me the most nervous was getting up in the morning. No, no, no. It was actually going to an office every day. Going to an office. Yeah. And actually having to kind of wear clothes, wear pants, which is a, which is always a, a thing. My, my family always is used to it now, but I'm not sure that those guys over there would be used to me not wearing pants, <laughs> pants in the office. So... Yeah. Anyway, that was that's the big announcement. Uh, it's uh, been a long time coming. I've been waiting to uh, kind of share it uh, at the right at the right time, but I've been there three weeks and they haven't fired me yet. So I'm I'm going to assume that it'll last a long. And I actually got a business card, so I'm actually the title is I'm VP of Marketing over it at Foco.co. Pumped, pumped, A K, pumped. That's why we that's have to do great, this on man. Sunday. That's why all yeah. of the changes have happened. Why we can publish on Tuesday because I just can't get it done on Monday because I got other requirements. Mm -hmm. You got a real job, man. No, oh, I know. So sad. It's good. It's what good. happened? You see what happened? What happened was is is you know people just didn't want to pay for this show. Oh, you know, right? don't get me started. And, you know, Rob. You, you know, like like we got to eat. We got to eat. So it's it's uh you know my, the realization that I I was trying to start a media company in a time where I was very critical of media and uh, and and it's just very difficult to make a living off of this and I don't need to make a living off it but I, it would have been great to to be able to make this sustainable and I'm not saying that it isn't. Um, but uh, right now, I don't think that it is sustainable for a podcast uh, to to grow like this, unless you have uh, other distribution mechanisms, like Leo Laporte over at Twit, who who does a nationally syndicated uh, radio station that brings audience to him. So, 
Uh, and the numbers are ridiculous. The amount of effort that goes into producing a podcast, pushing it out there. You know, when, when people say like, oh, you know, you only have two and a half million viewers. That's not worth spending money on. That's ridiculous. So the numbers are too too high. It's unrealistic expectations. The value is too low for, for return. So I'd rather do this as a hobby, speak my voice and not worry about uh, having to monetize it, just like when we started. So that's what I'm hoping we can do. So good. length be damned. That's what I say. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So length uh, be damned. Yeah. So speaking of that, we're, we should get back on track because this is going to yeah, be a Yeah, we got some mem member news. So I see if you're going to kick it off. You got five stories and uh, let's see if we can uh, get through these. Uh, these are great stories and some great companies yeah, like I'll, Think Near. They're, they're quick. They're quick. Right. Uh, we'll start with the first one is Think Near. I uh, love these guys. God, can I just uh, say I love Think Near and they supported on Tether.tv. They supported us here and I love them. I love them. Support them they're all. Awesome. Like, amazing. Awesome. Okay, carry on. So you might know, just like we have a big election happening here in Canada right now, next next year there's going to be a pretty big election in the U.S. And so Think Near uh, has decided to uh, get on board and, and get behind uh, power some of these campaigns with a new uh, service called Think Political, uh, which is a toolkit uh, that uses the Think Near platform. So it's all about uh, enabling uh, uh, political marketers, campaigners to engage with voters and campaign influencers, and to do that by uh, layering accurate location data uh, on top of um, you know the the polygons and the and, and and the targeting mechanisms that are available today. So the challenge has always been, you know, figuring out where you know where where you're down in the polls, and then being able to uh, you know to effectively uh, apply advertising dollars in, into those uh, into those areas to try and you know sway the vote, if you will. And so you'd think location data would have a lot to say about that. So so they've got uh, not just you know sort of the standard Think Near platform, but they, they've added to that the ability to uh, uh, dice and splice their data, if you will, based on um, congressional districts, uh, individual precincts, um, and, and then to look at the ad spend by political candidates across these things. So it's just a different way to apply the, you know, sort of the mobile uh, location ad targeting platform that Think Near has always had, but now to do it uh, with a, a, a political campaign focus in mind. So very, very powerful stuff uh, um, and I expect to, to see and hear a lot about that in 2016 as uh, the U.S. Uh, election campaign rolls into high gear. All right. Uh, our second uh, story is about Starbucks. Love those guys. Uh, they're always uh, testing crazy things. And one of the things that we talked about a while back uh, in, uh, I, I guess it was last uh, last year uh, already now, um, that uh, they had tested this um, this service where you could order your, your coffee through the mobile app and, and prepay for it. And then using kind of like a reverse Uber-like technology, you share your location uh, in real time with the local Starbucks. And then uh, when you break, you know, when, when you're uh, on your way there, and you get within a certain distance, you break the geofence, it sends a notice to the barista to say, hey, you know, Rob, Rob's almost here, start making his coffee. And so you walk in and the coffee's ready to go, it's hot, it's fresh, it's already paid for, you just pick it up and your name's on it. So um, that was on limited trial running in Portland and Seattle and some of these places. And now this week they've announced it's fully deployed now. And, it's, and it was only iOS, now it's, it's both iOS and Android across all 7,400 stores in the U.S. So there you go. 
mobile order and pay from Starbucks. Uh, they are talking about bringing this to the UK and Canada shortly as well. So there you go. Number three, Coca-Cola. Another great company that we do a ton of work with. Um, over in Sweden, uh, they've uh, launched an interesting experiment. So kind of playing on all the crazy stuff that we've talked about on this show with uh, digital out of home, digital signage, and uh, kind of blending two big trending technology things, uh, emojis, uh, which we've talked about a lot lately, uh, and facial recognition coming together. So in a subway uh, platform in, in Stockholm, in the... I'm gonna I'm gonna totally botch this. It, it's the Hutterget, uh, I think, is how you pronounce this uh, subway. I'm gonna go with that. Um, they have this uh, emotional bottle cap mascot, um, and what happens is you walk up to the screen and using facial recognition stuff, uh, um, this emoji mascot basically mimics or copies your facial expression. So whatever you do, this emoji uh, uh, icon. Thing on the screen that's a bottle cap copies that and uh, so it's kind of fun it's, it's part of the whole sort of make it happy campaign that they have going on um, and choose happiness uh, campaign that coca-cola has been doing all over the world and uh, I like it it's, it's, it's pretty neat you know it sort of engages people as they're passing by in the subway platform and, and you know get a little bit of joy out of you know coke uh, for the day so there you go uh, over to Canada for number four, that is the uh, behemoth uh, retailer Canadian Tire. Uh, they've done something a little bit new with their mobile app. Uh, so they think loyalty rewards are, uh, are, are old and stale, and uh, they've done a number of things. Uh, you, if you followed this show over the years, you know that uh, we've talked about Canadian Tire uh, before. And if you're not, if you've never been to a Canadian Tire, you don't live in Canada, or you've never been up here. These guys have had, I would say, one of the oldest loyalty programs uh, on the planet, probably since 1922. Um, and uh, but it was it was originally all this paper-based um, cash, like they had Canadian Tire money. It looked just like regular money. Uh, I don't have any here with me right now. I have some somewhere, um, but it looked like regular money. And so you'd go and you'd spend, you know, your you know hundred dollars at Canadian Tire, and then when they give you your receipt, a a percentage of the spend they'd give back to you in Canadian Tire dollars, right? So you know, if you spent a hundred dollars, maybe you'd get like I don't know, three dollars or something in Canadian Tire money, and um, you you keep this money and you'd store it up, and then you know, one day you'd have like twenty dollars in Canadian Tire money, and you walk into the store and you can actually buy something for twenty bucks with with this with this other money. Now, last year they changed all that. They got rid of the uh, the physical cash and they went to completely digital uh, rewards. And so, in the app now, uh, it's all stored in the app. They have a, you have your own personal barcode. They scan this barcode and they tie it all to that. So they've taken that a step further now. So the app now is is a mobile credit card. It's your loyalty card, and they've added gaming into it now. So they have because we're in Canada, a hockey game uh, in here. So you basically play the this, uh, this this virtual hockey game, you've got to shoot 10 Canadian Tire branded pucks in a row into a virtual net. So you're just here and you're trying to shoot these pucks into a net. Um, and you know what? I like this. And here's why I like this really quickly. It's, uh, it's this new term they're talking about in the industry. They call this shoppertainment, uh, right? So it's not just, hey, we're here as a retailer and we're here to you know do rewards and loyalty. But you know we want you to have some fun. We want to entertain you as well. And I, by the way, I was out in Las Vegas earlier this week, 
helping me out with the TGI Fridays team. And this is exactly what we were talking about is what can we do in the bar through our app, you know, or even before they get to the bar uh, through our app, to kind of tie the experience together and have some people experience the brand, have fun with the brand uh, in some way. So it's this whole shop retainment kind of uh, view. Um, and so for that reason, I like what, what Canadian Tire is doing here and kind of tying it all together. And by the way, you need to do this all in one app, right? This is not, hey, let's go have the, the gaming app over here and the, this app. No, 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 no. Just put it all in one, people, um, and uh, make it easy. So there you go. Canadian that wasn't a dig towards uh, what about Foursquare maybe? Yeah, you know, well, single app, single app. Well, you know what? We'll ask that question at Retail Local. Foursquare is on a panel, and I think we should ask that question. Yeah, you know, how's that going? Mm. Um, How'd we'll that see. work out for you? Anyway, I just, yeah. Uh, Final story: uh, another partnership between two uh, two big companies in the location space. Mobeam and Mobiquity Networks have teamed up. Mobeam. Ubiquity, we've talked about a lot. Uh, these guys are one of the big players in uh, geo-targeted uh, deals, in particular in shopping malls. We've talked about these guys a lot. Uh, they've, they, uh, they've been around for a while, and they've signed a bunch of deals that Rob and I have talked about on the show over the years. Mobeam's is, is a bit newer uh, to this. They have a mobile barcode uh, beaming technology, they call it. Um, and so the idea is they're going to integrate the, uh, the location-based advertising uh, app piece uh, in with their thing, uh, with, with the Mobian platform, which is called Beep and Go. Uh, I like that, Beep and Go. I mean, it's, it's got a ring to it, right? It's kind of like shop. I don't know, Beep and Go. Um, but yeah, so basically barcoded offers to shoppers, which they can redeem in-store and checkouts from their smartphone. Um, so it makes sense to me to have this kind of partnership. Uh, George Garrick, who's the uh, CEO of um, of Mobeam, uh, some of you may may recognize that name. He was a speaker at the first retail loco at South by Southwest. Uh, he had just left Walmart. Uh, he was on the board of Walmart actually at the time, and uh, is also on the board of Shelfbox. Um, and so he's a guy who's uh, knows a lot about what's going on in this industry. And now he's uh, now he's running this company called Moby. Maybe we'll get him to come to Retail Local in Chicago. Let's. Uh, I'll, I'll send him a note this week. We can hear more about it. So there you go. That's it. Mobeam and Mobiquity team up. That's our five uh, pieces of member news. And uh, go Jays go. Oh, no, I can't even say it. I can't bring myself to say it. <laughs> and I won't. I will never say those words. Yeah, big news. Think Mirror, Starbucks, Coke, Canadian Tire, Mobiquity, Mobeam. Those are all members of the Location-Based Marketing Association. That's and crazy. Foco. And Foco. Foco! That's it. All right, so those are the uh, basically the great 10 stories of the week. If we've missed yours, of course, you have to reach out to us, robinontether.tv or cpetthelbma.com. And uh, we'd love to hear some feedback, some thoughts, some, I don't know, anything. Uh, is Sign of life, proof of life. That's right, P-O-L, right? Uh, about uh, what, what you think of the show. Uh, but I think that's it, Asif. I'm not going to make any it. bold We're predictions. Good. I'm uh, done. No, no bold predictions this week. Um, I just, I just can't. I just cannot. I cannot bring myself to do it. Other than I will not secede. I will not cede the division to the Toronto Blue Jays until they rip it from my cold, dead hands, <laughs> which may happen. What Thursday, Friday? Yeah. By the time we're recording next week, this will. Uh, this will have resolved happens. itself. Playoff. The playoff uh, uh, picture will be very clear for all of us. Yeah. But it, I know that, and I don't want to jinx it, but I know it, it will involve the Toronto Blue Jays because they have clinched. And it will involve. Yeah, I will either be in full garb next week, or uh, <laughs> or black, 
Or, or black. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The two extremes. All right, that is it for episode 252. We will be back next week for 253. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the support over the years for Untether.tv. It's not over, but this is the focus right now is on This Week in Location-Based Marketing and, of course, yeah. my new position at Foco, foco.co. All right, folks, that's it. Asif, have a safe week. Enjoy Washington. Go and watch a ball, a ball, a real ball club play there. And I say that jokingly because that's the... There's only two teams I can't really root for. One is the Jays, unfortunately, but I, yeah, and the other one is the Washington Nationals, just for obvious for, reasons. The former Expos. The former Expos. So go there and boo for me, but enjoy Washington and have a safe trip. And folks, we'll see you next week for 253. Thanks for tuning in. Later.